0: Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am Blue and I am here with the hopefully not so sick anymore, Brad.
1: I'm definitely a lot better off this week. However.
0: Good, I'm glad.
1: Who hired you back? Where is Becky?
0: Oh, Becky's on vacation. Damn it. Yeah.
1: I was not given notice. She's fired.
0: <laughs>
1: You're rehired. You can be the new unpaid intern.
0: Okay. Yeah, sounds fair. <laughs> sounds fair. I'll take it. Um.
1: <laughs> How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I am uh, still kind of home alone. Was I home alone last week? No, I was just about to be home alone when we recorded last time. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I I dog sat all weekend. Um, three doggos, and slept on the floor upstairs. It was great. I uh, uh so I so I'm sure you guys know by now that I, that we have three dogs. One in particular is mine, and the other two are family dogs. And Leo is seventeen years old. He's a he's an old boy, and he. Uh, gets confused as old dogs and people and things tend to do and so if you aren't directly around at the time when he has to go to the bathroom um he will find a place to go to the bathroom so my parents because they sleep upstairs um they have like a routine going like they they know when he gets up in the night to go to the bathroom and they've just kind of adjusted their sleep schedules around it like just as life is you know and I don't normally interact with that because I'm in the basement and my studio's in the basement everything I do is in the basement I am a troglodyte um and uh uh yeah so I I slept on the floor upstairs over the weekend so that he could I could let him out and then on the first night I was waiting, I was getting around to like 10pm down to his bathroom time, and I was waiting for him to go to the bathroom, for, to ask to go to the bathroom, which is just basically he stands by the back door for about three seconds, and then walks away. And I was waiting for him to clack on over there. Then all of a sudden, I hear this water noise, and he's next to me, peeing, just next to me, looking at me, like, I know you're there, you could have let me outside. No, I'm gonna pee here. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah that's how my weekend went um <laughs> uh,
1: that's no uh fun. yeah but
0: mm, my parents have the dogs now anyways they've gone camping so um yeah it's just me again
1: no all doggos. by yourself
0: exactly all by myself what about you though how are you doing how's the stomach
1: i'm definitely a lot better i cannot complain at least physically mentally mentally i'm in bad shape oh re-zero My God, I am, I'm really upset that it's going to be a split core because the way that they're going with the show, I don't want to have to wait until January to get the rest. I just want it all now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I understand that impatientness. That's why I can't watch things week to week because I'm too impatient. I'm like, no, I want it now. But
1: here's the thing, since I am... The person who's running all the social medias now, I'm the one who's most exposed to spoilers. That is true. So therefore, if I don't watch everything and keep up with it, at least the shit that I'm interested in, I run the risk of having a Demon Slayer pulled and have yeah, something very you want important to talk about spoiled. That?
0: Do you want to talk about that? That Demon Slayer spoiler?
1: No, I'm not spoiling that shit well, for no, everybody else. Well,
0: no, like the what happened...
1: Did we not discuss it last week, or did I cut it out? Did I we? can't remember.
0: I I can't remember.
1: I think we discussed never, it last I'm, week and I cut it out because I was like, uh, "This is just a ramble."
0: Ah, uh, okay. Because I can, I'm getting like blurred lines between what we discuss on stream and what we discuss on podcast.
1: Uh, it's it's because we discuss both. Yeah. Because whenever it first yeah. happened, I think it happened the night that I popped into your stream, and I was like, "Motherfucker!"
0: Yeah, because like I. Uh, we were talking about the fact that I used to play the flute in middle school yesterday on stream and then obviously today with the film that we're watching, by the way we're covering Liz and the Bluebird today, it has a flute player in it and I was like wait did I? Did we talk about that when I was on my stream or did we happen to just somehow talk about that last week on the podcast and i just foreshadowed flute playing top topic but no i talked about it on stream the fact that for 6 months in middle school i played the flute and i remember nothing
1: i played the recorder in elementary school and by played the recorder i mean every day that we had music class i would skip <laughs> i would conveniently Can you
0: skip in elementary school i didn't know that was a thing
1: i would conveniently have a stomach ache and stay home and play video games <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know that that was possible to skip an elementary school. I've never heard of anyone being like, oh yeah, I skipped an elementary.
1: Me, um. you know me well enough to know that I am a very socially awkward, not very outgoing person. Now, granted, I know, hey, I co-host a podcast. That that can't be right, but that's where you would be very wrong.
0: Yeah, a social, social-ish shit. Um, is different than podcasting or streaming, though. Um, streaming, it's more social than podcasting, but podcasting is just you and me having a chat, and then for some reason people listen to us. I still don't understand why. <laughs>
1: Speaking of, this is episode 27. Do you realize we've been doing this shit for over half a year now?
0: Yeah, that's weird. That's It's weird to think about, isn't it?
1: It is. It's very strange. Like It feels like just yesterday we sat down and recorded the first one, and we're just like... Had no clue what we're doing, you know and now what, look at though, us.
0: I'm so proud of us for not missing an episode.
1: I am too. Like we have literally had the world fight against us on some of these episodes, especially oh, yeah. here lately, and yet we haven't missed a single one. We're 95 percent of the time on time, except for the world fighting against me with my hard drive fucking everything up. <laughs> But outside of that, we've been extremely consistent. Like, I am proud of us. I'm proud of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you should be proud of you. I'm proud of me.
1: I am proud of us. We- we're- we're doing a great job. Good job, us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've nearly finished another notebook of notes.
1: I have not done that. I don't know where my notebooks have gone. (laughs) I buy them. (laughs) I've wasted so much money on notebooks to have no clue where they've run off to.
0: Honestly, same though. Or like, you end up with notebooks and you're like, I haven't written anything in there. And then you open it and it's like half full, but of just random stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? Okay, this is now a Doodles notebook because there's nothing I can use this for because of all of the crap that I put in the first half of this notebook. Like, I swear I have like seven different notebooks that are filled with, I'm going to start journaling and then I do like three entries and then stop, and then I decide six months later, I'm gonna start journaling and then I'd put like three entries in in a new notebook, not in the same notebook that I started journaling and now I have like seven different almost journals it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, same like I've bought three composition notebooks for this
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they've all just gone missing.
0: Do you go do you use those, um, do you use those classic American black ones with the speckled fronts?
1: Why, yes. Yes, I do. This is not 37th take of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't know that those um American composition books were a thing. I thought they were just like a movie prop before I came to Canada and sold them in the dollar store.
1: Yeah, no, they're they're a real thing, and they are a bitch to write in. It's just for some reason they are the only ones available anytime I've went to buy notebooks.
0: Right. It's like, okay,
1: this, this might as well be what I get.
0: Yeah, no, the Canadian dollar Store has a large variation of notebooks, so I have one right now that the cover says, you can't buy cappiness, cappuccino, Um, uh, (coughs) that's actually fitting, Um, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy coffee, and then it's got a picture of a coffee cup on it, and um, I enjoy it, because I am currently drinking coffee, and I love coffee.
1: That is the most fitting notebook for you, I (laughs) think anyone could have ever have come up with.
0: Yep depressed and in love with coffee
1: so to those who are unaware if i ever want blue to edit the podcast i just bribe her with starbucks
0: <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not true
1: it's not but it was such a ra- <laughs> it was such a random like thing that popped up i can't even remember what it was for but i was like here have a starbucks gift card because i feel bad for asking you to edit
0: there was um it was when you threw your your back or your shoulder out when you were playing tennis or something
1: oh was that Um, was that the reason because i know i had like a good bit of shit go on like i had to randomly dog sit
0: yeah there was you had like seven different things all in quick succession and um and i was like no it's fine I'll, i'll edit i'll edit it's no big deal um, and, and Brad was like, no, I feel bad. Have coffee. And I'm like, well, <laughs> thank you. But like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, honestly, like, I, neither, like, I don't mind editing when Brad gets sick at all. Um, you only originally started edi- edi- editing because you didn't know how to, right?
1: Yeah, I've never done this. And then now it's like my pride and joy that eats up way too much of my time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've gotten so much better editing, though. Like, you don't ask questions anymore you like know like how to fix your things and like that's really cool that like before when you were curious about something you would ask and now it's like you're at the point where you like if somebody asked you you would be able to tell them you know that's cool
1: Mm -hmm. like anytime i'm editing over at walkers or anything like that and everybody asks what i'm doing like i have the ability to one like show them what i'm doing and how everything works but two or one of my best friends, his wife is wanting to start a podcast, so I was talking to her about all the things that she would need to get that started and how she'd need to go about doing it. And then whenever it came to editing, I was like, "Whenever you get to that point, just holler at me. I can show yeah. you how to edit and how to noise compress and all that other fun stuff."
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and learning like your own style about it as well, because like every editor has their style about what they do. Um, and uh, it's super cool to see your style develop, because like, I've been editing film and audio, and not so much audio, mainly film, um, since high school, and um, I know you did a little bit of film editing in high school as well.
1: See, it was never film editing. I always wanted to, but I never oh. took broadcasting.
0: Uh.
1: So, But I did make YouTube content of right, videos yeah. that nobody will ever be able to find, because they're <laughs> long gone. Nobody ever needs to see that shit.
0: I, I also did that, and those videos are also long gone
1: i also like how you and i thought about like making co-branded youtube videos and we've completely scrapped all of those
0: yeah yeah they just they're just not living nope um (laughs) but yeah uh, uh yeah so i started film editing when i was in high school um and then obviously i continued doing uh working with photoshop and stuff when i was working in the modeling agency and ended up doing like photo editing which is obviously very different to film editing but it's still you kind of get used to the same kind of I don't know like expression with it Um, Mm -hmm. and you you find like things that work for you and you get into a rhythm of it and so although they're different softwares and different applications and very different like you're not cutting and slicing and stuff you do still kind of like apply one to the other I guess Mm -hmm. and uh, and so then when I, I started to learn sound editing it came a lot easier to me than I know it did to you, because I was already starting with a foundation, whereas you were starting from scratch.
1: And it was very odd starting out as well, because there's at first glance, Audacity especially looks very overwhelming. Yeah. And yet Yeah. A lot uh, of buttons. <laughs> yeah and yet, whenever it comes right onto it, the stuff that we use, it's really not that difficult. hmm So
0: it's nice that like i think now we're very comfortable with the idea of playing around with stuff with audacity and like other sound editing platforms and video editing platforms like we don't just follow the same routine anymore like obviously there is a routine you have to do the noise noise reduction the the compression the yeah you know, all that kind of stuff but it's nice to be able to be like like the the other time when um when I said something stupid and I turned it into a jingle for like just for fun, it's nice to be able to to do things like that and to know how to do that and just mess around with it and play around with it and see what we come up with, mm-hmm. um and like not be afraid to try different features that we're like I don't know what this does so I'm just gonna throw it on and see, and yeah it, like I feel like I know the software like so much better than I, I used to. Mm-hmm. just because of the start of the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, and our seamless transitions and stuff and being able to take broken bits and being able to make it seem like nothing ever happened.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of rambling that you guys don't get to hear and a lot of uh, like audio skips and oh, my computer decided that it wanted to like die or oh my God, there's a motorbike outside of the house and it's so loud or oh yeah, my dog just invaded my room like stuff like that that you guys don't get to hear about Maybe we'll release a raw podcast one of these days and embarrass the crap out of ourselves.
1: Um. <laughs> oh, the poor motorbikes across the street. The people would hear so much cussing because of that.
0: No, oh, yeah. It's a regular occurrence, guys. But, I don't think there's been a single podcast recorded where there ha- we haven't been interrupted by motorcycles on Brad's end.
1: At least since I've moved back home anyway.
0: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
1: it's been it's been ridiculous. But if it puts it in perspective for y'all, no joke, I cut between 30 to 45 minutes. From each episode,
0: yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty normal.
1: So yeah, fun, fun behind the scenes stuff. But it's it's been yeah. a lot of fun to learn how to edit and kind of grow my own style. I know as far as this goes, you and I have very similar styles on how we edit.
0: Yeah, well, we both kind of uh, talk to each other a lot about editing, like um, uh, asking each other, oh you know, I didn't really articulate what I was trying to say." this segment of the podcast, should I leave it in? Do you think that it's going to cover across? Because well, that's another thing with with editing and with podcasts that I don't think a lot of people think about is, especially with some of the context of some of the shows that we're covering, there's some stuff in here that's, like, politically questionable. You know, for instance, um, when we were covering...
1: Oh, Violet Evergordon?
0: Yeah, for instance, when we were covering Violet Evergarden and I was saying, and well, Brad also was saying that we have an issue with the age ranges with that. Obviously, that's a pretty standard issue across the board. I don't think anyone, at least in, in North America in or Europe or anything, I don't think anyone that didn't grow up with that kind of being normal would question, like wouldn't question it. I think we all would be like, okay, that's kind of weird, right? And even, I'm sure there are even some people that grew up with that kind of thing that still think it's weird, right? So I don't think that's too much of a controversial opinion. But there are other shows where things happen that kind of become a little bit controversial. And it's not like that we don't want to voice our opinions because obviously we do want to voice our opinions. We just want to make sure that when we are voicing our opinions that we're articulating it in a way to where we are fully expressing what we're trying to say and we're not like allowing for misinterpretation Mm. because we don't want we don't want anyone to be offended by what we say, obviously. And we don't want to upset anyone with what we say. And we also don't want anyone listening to see us for something that we're not, even if they're not like offended by it. We don't want them to just like think, like hear that segment and think of us as one way when we just didn't, Properly word it the right way. Mm -hmm. So, and because we're just like rambling because we're friends and we just sit here and talk with each other. It's very easy for that to happen because like, I know that Brad understands what I'm trying to say. So I don't have to fully articulate my argument because he knows me. But that doesn't translate into a podcast when people who don't know you are listening and they don't get the full underlying emotion and message and they don't know the rest of your personality to be able to put that into the context that you can when a friend is listening to you, right? hmm So we were often talking to each other, not just about like the technical aspects of editing, but also about whether or not we think that that is the right message or the right feel or the we just articulated what we wanted to say. Because even if it's not a controversial opinion, even if it's just like, I didn't like that film and we end up talking about the fact that we didn't like it for 20 minutes, who wants to listen to somebody just screaming into a microphone for 20 minutes about the fact that they hate something? Like, yeah, okay, for a few minutes, that's fine. But, like... For we sometimes go on rants for a long time, and uh, and I feel like sometimes we could go a little bit heavy. So pulling back on that as well is another thing that we we try to do in the editing.
1: Yeah, there's been <laughs> minutes upon minutes of rants and other things that I've just been like, mm, no, that that's not staying.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um we have also been talking about the fact that we could. Post those snippets of things that we've removed, not necessarily ones where our opinions are like, you know, but like post the snippets of the rambling and the rants and stuff and, and uh, edit them into a fun little video or something um, and post them on the YouTube channel. So we are talking about doing things with those clips. We don't want to just delete them and put them into the void and nobody ever hears them because... They are still our opinions and it is still content and we are still agreeing with what we say. It's just that it doesn't necessarily always translate well into podcast format, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it won't translate well into like a five minute video or something really stupid where we have characters that are making fun of us for being rambly little craps. So um, <laughs> so we are thinking of doing more things that that content and we are working towards that. We just kind of need, we need more, like, honestly, we need another set of hands.
1: Yeah, we or hell i could do it if i just had more time
0: yeah yeah same i could do it if i had more time but you know we both have this is just one of the many projects that both brandon and i are working on and like i mean i've just started a whole art career and i'm like okay yay
1: yeah you've got that i've got actual yeah. i've got a big boy job
0: a, yeah he's got a big boy job i edit for other people i have a, a another podcast that i'm editing for for a friend of ours who's launching his podcast next month, and I am the sole editor of that. I stream, I uh, yeah, I voice act. I'm building, a, I'm making a game. That's a thing. I'm helping design a game, which is nuts.
1: We're we're killing ourselves, mate.
0: Yeah, and then we watch a whole anime every week
1: yeah it's and we have to start backlogging for your trip to japan like we've been saying we're gonna do this shit for fucking months
0: i know i know
1: what what are we doing
0: (laughs) i don't even know mate i don't even know
1: i I... sleep three and a half hours a night and i can't get done everything i need to get done bloody hell
0: Mm Mhm. yeah my house is getting painted and we're gonna redo the floors in september (laughs) I'm going to go through house renovations throughout all of this. Mm,
1: At least we have the power of the gods of anime on our side.
0: (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Sama help. (laughs) Oh, uh, another thing that happened this week. I know we're already rambling. Already rambling. Welcome to the podcast. My parents bought me a huge canvas. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And I'm planning on what to do on it and yeah this like these, these canvases they go for like a hundred bucks these massive ones they're expensive canvases
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I have no idea what I'm gonna paint on it so I went out and bought smaller canvases to plan what I'm gonna paint on my big canvas but the reason why my parents bought me the big canvas was so I could play with it so that then I could like get familiar with painting on a big canvas and then I could paint on other big canvases so it's like my practice canvas so I brought pra- I bought. Practice canvases for my practice canvas.
1: <laughs> I like where you're going.
0: Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I have no clue what I'm going to paint on it. I was thinking a wolf originally because the wolf painting that I've done so far has done the best on social media and just from, like, friends and stuff. Everyone loves the wolf. And um, I'm I'm pleased with him. His jaw's a little bit crooked. So every time I see it, that's all I see. But I, I don't think other people notice that. It's just that when I'm looking at it, I'm like, his jaw's crooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But that's just shading. I just didn't do enough shadow underneath, and now it looks like his jaw's crooked. And now. I've just announced that to the world. So now everyone's going to notice that when they look at it, whereas before they wouldn't have. But I did a painting with hands and a vase the other day that was really weird. Yesterday. I've done another painting of a hand and a bird. That's like the bird is like flying into the hand. But a friend of ours said that the hand he originally thought was a branch and it was like nature reaching out to the bird. And I was like, that's a really cool interpretation. I just decided to paint a hand and a bird. But I like that. Yes, it has meaning. That is what I intended. It. It is totally a painting about nature and a bird combining and nature letting the bird free and the bird coming back home. That's exactly what I intended that painting to mean.
1: <laughs> now, I think that your sameness is showing again. Mm-hmm. Because think about what we're covering this week.
0: Oh, yeah. Liz and the Bluebird.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: a it premonition. It is a bluebird.
0: Well, it's a blue and a yellow bird, but it is a bluebird.
1: And have and about letting it go and whatnot. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I had no idea what this film was about. I knew it was about music, and I knew it was called Liz and the Bluebird, but I had not seen anything going into it. So yeah, that is foreshadowing.
1: Muha <laughs>
0: <laughs> muhaha
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
0: I suppose we ought to get on with the news. Should we? We need a, a news jingle. I was about to just, you know, like um, the BBC, or what do you have in America? Like Fox News. I don't know <laughs> what, what what news channels do you have in the states?
1: Fox, MSNBC, NBC, CNN.
0: Uh, so, yeah, okay. So you know those like jingles, those I- I really intense noises that they have, and they zoom in on the broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need one of those.
1: Da 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 da. That's news. That's yeah, getting the, cut.
0: That, <laughs> that's the exact intensity that I was looking for. Yep. Just that, yeah.
1: Now, here's the question Did, did mm-hmm. you expect anything else?
0: From you? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I would hope not. If you did expect any more or less, I'd be disappointed.
0: <laughs> oh, bowls. Bowls!
1: All right. So, first piece of news. <laughs> Since we've been on the topic of ReZero today, ReZero is having a smartphone game launch on September
0: 9th. Ah, are you going to download?
1: It seems like it's going to be a Japan-only download, which sucks because I can't read a lick of Japanese.
0: I'm sure you can read, like, some hiragana.
1: You're right. Duolingo and Rosetta Stone has taught me a little, but not enough to get me through a visual novel.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be um, translated versions that you'll be able to find.
1: I mean, maybe? Eventually?
0: Eventually.
1: They had better get me a translated version, because it's based off of the events of the first season of the anime. However, it's a, again, it's a visual novel slash adventure RPG, Mm -hmm. and it's going to have decisions that you can make. You can make decisions that could lead you down a path that will take its own like new original story away from the first season
0: Ooh, that's actually really that's a really fun idea i enjoy visual novels a lot i've played a few of them on stream and i've actually even played a couple just on my own time as well which is very rare for me because normally if i game i game on stream mm-hmm. um but i played a couple offline and i enjoy them a lot i think they're super fun i love to read i love manga i love that kind of thing so visual novels are, are great i enjoy them a lot and I like the idea of using that as a promotional thing, of being able to see a different side of the story through a visual novel. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a really smart idea. I think, like, that would be super cool if you were, like, watching, like, I don't know, like, um, Spider-Man or something, and the ending went happened one way, and then, like, Spider-Man came out with a promotional, like, um visual novel for, like, a second version of the movie, like, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a sequel, and they came out with a visual novel for the first one, and you could get alternate endings. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool on a bigger, like, mainstream stage in, like, mass media, as as opposed to just in the anime circuit. Which, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of easier to do in the anime circuit because it's animated. Whereas the live-action stuff, then you'd have to do... But, like, the that's, it's uh, Marvel stuff and DC stuff are all based on comic books, so you could just do it in the comic book style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, that would be so cool, though, right? If you're, like, watching The Avengers and then, like, The Avengers 2 is coming out, so... You play a visual novel on the first of editors. Like, that's sick.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. Like, I'd be yeah. all down for that. Yeah. And it's really interesting because <clears throat> if you look at the story of ReZero and how it plays out and about how Subaru has the ability to return by death, yeah. it's a really interesting concept, especially considering the information that we got in this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So for those who are unaware, we recorded this podcast on September 2nd. Is it,
0: is it the
1: first or the second
0: today? It's the second. Oh my god! September's gone by so fast. Two years ago on this day, it snowed here in Alberta. Not last season; the season before, it was the first snow of the year of the season. It was holy, September second. Holy shit! Yeah, last year it snowed. I think on the twenty eighth of September, which is more around normal. So yeah, I should get snow this month.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't doubt it. <laughs> but yeah. So when it Like, we record these on the day that ReZero has been releasing on a weekly basis, and so Mm -hmm. with today's episode, we got more information on Subaru's ability and the background behind it, and so it definitely gives you a new perspective on how a visual novel and further spinoffs for the series can go, because for one, you know what I really need in my life? What's that? I want to see episode 18 of ReZero with Rem's Confession. I want to see that play out if Subaru had just run away with Rim.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that as well. That would be just, honestly, they just leave the world behind and then the two of them just go they buy a little cottage and they have kids and it's just adorable. That's just what I want. So. Just to turn it into a Ghibli film.
1: <laughs> honestly, though, I would be down. You know, d- instead of Mulan, put that on like Disney Plus or something for $30. I'd buy that. <laughs>
0: I still want Mulan, thank you very much, but Uh, yeah,
1: Mulan is going to be free on Disney Plus in December.
0: Yeah, I'm not paying for it then.
1: Well, see, there you go. But, so, once once we actually cover the first part of ReZero next month, I will send you a bit of... Actually, I may have sent you, like, the preview news article that Crunchyroll did on how, like, the first episode of ReZero, they showed a scene... Where, if you look at it frame by frame, there are images of what that life with Subaru would have looked like. Right, okay. So, I'll actually send you the full link to that so you can look at it. But it was after that that I started to be like, I need this spinoff and I need it like now because that would be adorable.
0: It would be so cute if they did like a movie or an OVA of it, even.
1: Yes, like I would even take an OVA. Like, give me a 30 or 45 minute episode, please, and thank you. Yeah. Mm
0: hmm. That would be really cute.
1: Then, next piece of news. I know you can tell I was excited for this and I knew you would be excited for it. That's why I sent it to you in like all mm-hmm. capital letters. Mhm. So, Food Wars: The Fifth Plate e- has officially cast the role of Soma's mother.
0: You know how excited I am about this? You know how long I've been begging for more information on Soma's mom? Like, I am so excited that we're going to get some information on her. Because, oh my god, that was my number one thing from when we reviewed Food Wars. I've watched Food Wars since the first season came out. Freaking love Food Wars. It's so good. And I have always been curious about his mom. Because the only information that we got was that she was horrible at cooking. And, and something happened. She's not in his life anymore. Don't, we, it doesn't explain whether or not she passed away or anything. Like, it's just that he misses her and she's not around and she was bad at cooking. That's the information that we got.
1: But the bullshit part of it is it took to the final season. The series is wrapping up as we speak. I I know. And we're just now getting this information. I know. I am so upset by this.
0: I know I wish I wish it was more but I'm still at least happy that it is not just going to go unexplained.
1: Oh yeah, like I'm right there with you. Like I'm very I, glad I, that I we're getting at least some sort of closure on it. Yeah. But I feel like we're not after seeing what I've seen so far of season 5 of Food Wars. I'm I'm disheartened. Like I um, need more.
0: More. Give like, me more.
1: Food Wars is in top form with how it's delivering its show right now. Yeah. And yeah, I need I need more. Just put it in my veins.
0: <laughs> Just give it to me. Yeah, it's one of those things where um I'm always quite like I I it's I guess it's bittersweet with shows that end up being really really good or movies that are really really good because you want more content because you love it but you don't want more content because it could ruin it you know mm-hmm. and especially when there's a lot of content already like five seasons or um. Like, if it's a a series of movies, multiple movies, you know? I'm 100% one of those people that's just like, stop it while it's good. Hmm. You know? I'm, I'm okay being left wanting more. I don't want to be left being disappointed, you know?
1: Well, here's the thing. I would much rather at least have a little bit more of the story fleshed out. Because mm. I don't need the show to be firing on all of its best cylinders. Yeah. And then know it's coming to an end like now granted i would much rather know ahead of time than have a dead man wonderland situation of you know here's this great show with a great premise and we're gonna leave on a massive cliffhanger yeah you're not getting a second season
0: yeah yeah that's true um i just i don't know i almost kind of rather that though than have like a whole series and then be like oh but we don't talk about this season or we don't talk about this movie
1: Dragon Ball GT. <coughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry,
1: that was that um, was a really odd cough.
0: I know, right? I don't, I don't want something good to be tainted. So I would rather have it leave on a cliffhanger and still be really good than have more content and then have to be like, yeah, but we don't talk about that bit, or like, yeah, but you know, it's really good, but I can't give it a ten out of ten because of this element, you know. Mm. So. I would rather, I'm still, yeah, I'm still one of those people that I would rather have less and want more than have more and want less.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There's a, it's just a really weird situation. Mm -hmm. But I need, I just need more food wars. I need my cooking brain to continue to be like, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, massaged or...
0: Stimulated.
1: Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Like, I need constant motivation to try to further my cooking along because let me tell you this past weekend i made the best alfredo i've ever made
0: oh that's good
1: it was top notch and even though it's the best i've ever made i still want to try to figure out how i can tweak it and make it better so i need food wars to stick around because i need mm-hmm. motivation
0: um yeah we need more food anime in general because yes. i can only think of two that come no three that come to mind that are food animes
1: So I have Food Wars that comes to mind, Mm -hmm. Sweetness and Lightning.
0: Oh, I didn't think of that one.
1: And Restaurant to Another World, because I was reading that manga, and it was Uh, so
0: good. Yeah, my brother read that as well. He told me that it was good as well. I didn't think of those two. I was thinking of um, Ben Breakfast for Spirits, I think it's called.
1: Oh, I just watched that with you.
0: Yeah. And what is it? Yakute no Pan? The one about bread that I've been uh, <laughs>
1: watching, that's really stupid. That one. Oh.
0: Um, yeah. Oh, there's another one. There's um like a, what is it? A Choose your own boy one that I got recommended because I'm female. And so when you they put me in the algorithm, that's the kind of crap that they're like, <coughs> hey, you should watch this. What is that called? Sweet, sweet patisserie. Sweet patisserie. I think it is. It's funny, the things that they recommend to you based on your gender when you put, like, your age and gender into, like, uh, anime sites, like, websites, um, and they're like, these are your recommended to watch, and and then they send you stuff based on your, like, age, dem- your demographic. Um, it's hilarious looking through some of those, but yeah, there's, like, a sweet sister one, and I think it's, like, a girl who, I don't know, goes to cooking school or something, and there's, like, men, and she gets to choose one. Um, and I think it's... One of those ones, there's quite a few of them that are like that. I think it's one of those ones that's like based on a visual novel or like they're connected to a visual novel. Uh-huh. So you you watch the anime and then you go and you get the visual novel and then you can actually then choose who you want because she doesn't end up with any of them in the anime so that you can then go and get the visual novel. It's very clever marketing, which is why I took note of it. Because I was like, that is so smart to get people to like a certain character while watching an anime and then be like, okay, and now here's a visual novel that you have to pay for with microtransactions in it, and you go buy that visual novel, you go pay for all of those microtransactions, so you can end up with the guy that you've fallen in love with while watching the anime, and you can direct the story in the way that you want uh, based on a visual novel. I thought it was so smart. So yeah.
1: What in the name of EA are you going on about with your bullshit visual novel and microtransactions?
0: It's like and you can buy your outfit. people for every
1: penny that they could ever possibly give you.
0: They, they like, buy their outfit. I don't, I've don't. i never played one, so I've never played one of those. So I play visual novels, but I've never played one of those ones. As so I don't know. But I think it's just, like, you get to buy gifts for them and stuff. I'm trying to think. There was an anime that I watched where one of the characters in the anime was playing a visual novel. And I'm <laughs> that's what I'm basing this off of.
1: So I was watching a show called my next life as villainess right yeah yeah yeah. and the main character was playing a romance visual novel yeah and then somehow died and got reincarnated (laughs) into that visual novel (laughs) and so and it was like one of her favorite games of all time so she knew how the game ended and she was the main antagonist and so like i i can only imagine
0: yeah but yeah they're a huge thing um for, like, teenagers, I think, mainly. I think that's the main target demographic um, in Japan. They target them. I th- I don't know if they have... I guess, yeah, they would, like, have um, harem and reverse harem versions for whichever sexual preference you have. I don't think they have... I don't know if they have...
1: You know what I want an anime version of? What? I love you, Colonel Sanders.
0: Oh my god, Yes! Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, it's a KFC visual novel, like an actual branded KFC visual novel that they came out with. Um, it's hilarious. I played it on stream, so did Brad. And it's it's very short. It's free on Steam, so you can go and download it. I think it was a promotional thing that they did. And uh, it's about falling in love with a ripped version of Colonel Sanders.
1: Wait, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, so, for shits and giggles, can we, like, go in together and voice this visual novel and, like, upload it on the YouTube channel?
0: Honestly, I I would be down. That would be hilarious. That, that would be hilarious. I think that would be very, very funny to do. Uh, I'll do a couple scenes of it, at least, because I think the whole thing would be kind of long.
1: Yeah, we would kill ourselves. Like, I remember after streaming that, like, how much my throat hurt. And I think you were complaining about the same thing as well.
0: Yeah, it was before either of us had gotten, like, properly into the voice acting podcasting thing. Mm-hmm. Both when we were starting out with it. And uh, so we hadn't really had the experience or practice or whatever to be able to maintain our voices for a long period of time. I think we'd be much e- like it would be much easier for us to do that now.
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But... You know what that spells doom for you with? What? Horror streams with me now.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Hey, TikTok. 29 days.
0: <laughs> uh, I still need to figure out when I'm playing all through October. What horror streams I'm gonna be doing. I sing. This is a this is a weird part of my personality that um if you'll find out about if you watch my streams. Um, I sing when I'm scared. I don't know why. I do. Uh, I don't scream. I don't squeal. I don't really jump. I just sing.
1: And it's different because I'm the person that does yell.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I jump mainly. However, so I don't know if you were in the stream the last time that I was playing Visage, but I legitimately yelped and about fell backwards out of my chair at one of the jump scares. (laughs) Because I I was so angry, okay? I was... I ran up to the ladder thing that i was supposed to go down and right as i was about to go down it i get caught by the evil grandma or whatever and it scared me like (laughs) i i don't think i've ever been that legitimately scared i like that hurt my throat to yelp like that like my poor neighbors (laughs) those poor bastards you know
0: you know what that reminds me of this is so stupid yesterday i was in my office in here doing some... No, was it yesterday? I can't remember No, it was Sunday. No, it must have been yesterday. Why was I in my office yesterday? Oh, I was streaming! Duh. Um, <laughs> excuse my brain. <laughs> yesterday, I was streaming. And after I finished streaming, I went to leave my office, as you do, and the hallway light was on, and that was really weird. And my brother <laughs> comes sprinting at me down the hallway, and... My stomach, like, went, and my brain went, that's scary, but my body just stood there staring at him blankly, and he went, did that not scare you? I was supposed to scare you, and I went, no, that really scared me, I'm terrified, and he went, you didn't move, you didn't, you just looked at me like I was the most annoying thing in the world, how were you scared of me that, I'm like, I don't know, I guess that was just, like, little sister reaction, like, I didn't move didn't like i just said it in blankly and but inside my heart was pounding out of my chest and my stomach had like clenched i thought i had a, f- a physical reaction but he was like no you just stood there and looked at me
1: i don't know if i told this story on here but my best friends and i would go to a karaoke bar in chattanooga mm-hmm. all the time and because we were there so much like the staff know who we are by name we get drinks half price yeah that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. so, but we'll all go outside. And now me, anytime I go out, I like to dress up, whether it just be a button down and a pair of my really nice jeans or whatever. Yeah, And it's funny because there'll be nights where we'll be outside because.
0: <laughs> I think I know where this is going.
1: <laughs> so we'll be outside. I'll be wearing like one of my nice black button downs in my jeans because my two best friends like to smoke and I mm-hmm. just go outside for company because I'm socially awkward and don't want to stay inside by myself and look like <laughs> I a feel boring that. loner.
0: <laughs> yeah i feel that and so i used to do that in high school as well my friends would go out to smoke and i've never i've never smoked it's not a thing for me and uh, they used to like be like hey you want one and i'm like no thanks and they're like okay cool well you want to come out and stab with me and i'm like yeah i don't want to be in here by myself so okay
1: <laughs> yeah and so the way the karaoke bar is set up we would have so you go outside the front door is located to the bar yeah And then on the outside, it's, there's an outside bar set up to where the bar goes up around both sides and cut in as an L and it's still separated in the middle right in front of the door. Yeah. And so I'll be standing right in the middle, like in the little opening thing, and they'll be off to the side smoking. Mm -hmm. And people will walk up to me and try to hand me their IDs and money. (laughs) And I'm just like, no, no, y'all can go in. But then I sit back and think to myself and I'm like. The amount of money that I could potentially pocket <laughs> while I'm out of here, nobody would be none the wiser.
0: That's really funny.
1: I'm too um, honest of a person for my own good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you could have even gone to the bar and been like, hey, they think I'm a bouncer. You want to hire me whenever I'm here? And I, you get like, we'll split it 50-50. <laughs>
1: here's, here's the thing, though. Their actual bouncer is a bigger dude than I am.
0: How big?
1: He's a big boy. <laughs>
0: I I love how I was so surprised about that. Um, I have a cousin, Pete, who is uh, six foot seven. Wait, is it Pete or or Rob? Oh, shoot. Now I'm like, okay, which one of my cousins? This is what happens when you have a big family. It's one of the boys. Uh, So I, okay, I have their brothers. They have a sister called Sally. And she married a guy who was about six, seven as well. And she's six two. She has a son with him. And he is probably, probably about 12 or 13 now. And he is huge. Yeah, when I met, I, I met him when he was like six and he was like half my height and over half my height. Like he he was like, he was tall. And now I'm like, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a, a 10 year old that's six foot right now.
1: That's a really big boy.
0: He's real big. He's He's the kind of big that it's like, He's walking down the street and people will be like, hey, do you want to join my rugby team? He's like that size.
1: That's, that's essentially how it was. That's why I got into wrestling in middle school. Because the wrestling coach saw me right as football season ended. He's like, hey, you want to wrestle? (laughs) I was like,
0: I'll think
1: about it. And then literally the next day at school, you want to, you want to wrestle? And I was like, sure, why not?
0: You know what's hilarious? What? Um, that attempt that, that, uh, they tried to do that with me in volleyball. Um... (laughs) And uh, they were like, "Hey, you want to play volleyball?" And I'm like, "No." And they're like, "You want to play volleyball?" And I'm like, "I'm not good at volleyball." <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, but you're tall." And I'm like, "Trust me, I don't. You don't want me play volleyball." And they're like, "I'm just gonna check out your gym class, and we'll see." And they checked out my gym class, and she was just like, "Yeah, we don't want you playing volleyball." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "I know. I'm a theater kid for a reason."
1: So, have I ever sent you that clip from *Love Is War* about the president who's trying to play volleyball? No. This clip. It's how I imagine you if you tried to play volleyball. Oh,
0: it's not good. It's not good. It's really not. The thing about it is, is that all of the sports I've ever done are mainly feet sports. <laughs> like I did football, soccer. Then I did, uh, I did like loads of little sports in between. But the main ones, the main three that I've done, football, um, figure skating and snowboarding. Mainly like, I suppose snowboarding is like a full, uh, but like it's a feet sport. It's a balance thing. Figure skating, I guess you still use your whole body for, but, like, it's strength of the feet. I don't have to have any hand coordination.
1: So, I just sent you that video. After we're done recording this, I want you to watch that. Because I think you're gonna have a great laugh.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, I'm not- I don't- I don't do- I don't do hand sports. I have horrible hand-eye coordination. I think it's actually getting better since I started playing more video games. But yeah, no, I don't have great hand-eye coordination.
1: See, I've always had decent hand-eye coordination. And again, I don't know if it's because of all the video games I've played in my life. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, naturally good at baseball, at least whenever it came to batting, now fielding. Whenever you're blind as a damn bat, you kind (laughs) of (laughs) can't. There's not a whole lot you can do in the field. Yeah. But at least whenever it comes to hit the ball, I can hit the ball.
0: I, I could hit it. I just have no strength. So it wouldn't go very far, like, at all.
1: You just, boop.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, and now the pitcher is catching it.
1: Hey, you know what that means, though? You would be a really good, like, sacrifice batter.
0: (laughs) Sacrifice her!
1: (laughs) The gods, they require it.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, sounds about right. No, I, I'm, I'm not good at that. I was okay in track and field, but again, it's not a hand-eye coordination thing. Although, okay, I didn't do so bad in javelin, because that was just, a you're long and lanky, so just lob it.
1: Yeet this stick really far.
0: Yeah, yeet the stick. <laughs> and don't but, like, impale high jump. anybody. <laughs> high jump I can't do. And, like, normally long and lanky people are decent at high jump, but I can't do it because it, it's, there's too much coordination involved.
1: Yeah, to the people that can actually do that shit, good on you.
0: Yeah, pole vaulters as well. Like, dude...
1: Oh, definitely pole vaulting. Like, good on you people, because I, yeah. I cannot.
0: No, I just used to, uh, yeah, I used to just do jumping. <laughs> I used to jump. Long jump, triple jump, hells. I just jumped, and I was decent.
1: You are good at jumping?
0: I am okay at jumping. Not good.
1: Sugoi.
0: So <laughs>
1: So, are you ready for more news?
0: Go ahead, hit me with it. Hit Guess me what's with back in the news today? What?
1: Demo is back in the news today.
0: Ooh.
1: And you want to know why I'm really excited about this one?
0: Why? What if I was just like, no, I don't want to know.
1: Then you would hear me leave the Discord call and I would go to bed because I'm very tired.
0: Aww. Aww.
1: <laughs> nah, I'm actually wide awake. I've had a lot of caffeine, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so the reason I'm really excited about this is because you, for the first hey. time, will be able to experience this game. Oh. This Friday, September 4th, Demo will be releasing on Steam.
0: Ah, that's exciting.
1: I am so excited. I don't know how it's going to play. I don't know if it's going to be VR only. But if it has the ability to be played on mouse and keyboard or with a controller, I will buy you this just so you can experience it.
0: Aw, that's fun. I'm excited.
1: Demo is such a beautiful game. I cannot recommend the soundtrack. I cannot recommend the visuals. Holy fuck, the visuals. It's just... It's such an amazing game. I absolutely love it. One of our stream viewers has absolutely fallen in love with the game. So it's just, it's such a phenomenal game. I want everybody in the world to be able to play it. It's so good. But the fact that it's getting a PC release, I'm extremely excited for this.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: And then, second to last piece of news. Netflix has confirmed they are making a Resident Evil live-action series. Oh! Oh! So I don't know if it's going to be anything like the films. I hope it's better than the films. I hope it at least follows the narrative of the video games. Yeah. Because video games good, films bad.
0: Yeah, I am intrigued.
1: I don't know, I don't know how well it's going to go, but I have moderately low hopes.
0: Yeah, this is, see, this is a good example of that whole, I prefer less over more thing
1: yeah definitely however the video games have made a turnaround over the years yeah one through four some of the most beloved video games of all time Mm -hmm. five people turned on it because it turned into an action game versus a horror game yeah six was one of the buggiest pieces of shit you could ever play yeah seven was a massive turnaround for the series seven was an absolute masterpiece it's one of my favorite horror games I've ever played. Yeah, And in fact, I think like a week or so ago, I saw to where it be- it's now become the highest grossing Resident Evil game of all time.
0: That makes sense.
1: And that's also why the whole horror community and video game community in general lost their shit whenever they saw the 8 was going to be one of the launch titles for next gen. Yeah. So I'm extremely excited.
0: Yeah. At least I, for the I... games. I hope it's another good one. I I think that they kind of found themselves again a little bit with the last game.
1: Mm-hmm. And even and, with the remakes as well, they've yeah. definitely found themselves and they've been able to improve on, you know, other games and just like remaster and remake them to suit the newer style and everything. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm excited to see where it goes. At Me least, you. like I said, as far as the video games concerned, the show, I don't know. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Last piece of news.
0: What is it?
1: The Devil is a Part-Timer manga is nearing its climax.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So, have you ever seen The Devil is a Part-Timer?
0: I haven't, but you've told me about it.
1: It is great, because who doesn't love the devil having to work part-time at McDonald's to try to make a living?
0: (laughs) It does sound really funny, but it also sounds like it's going to have so many cringe moments in it, so I'm, like, kind of dying, you know?
1: I feel like... You would lovingly die over it.
0: <laughs> I, was, I would lovingly die over it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And that's, like, I'm apprehensive to watch it but, um, and to read it because of, of like, just... <laughs>
1: you see, the bad part is, is that you've basically given me free reign <laughs> over the schedule.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I, it.
1: I'm just going to randomly sprinkle it in and you're just going to see it and go, this son of a bitch.
0: I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, like I choose, um, I've chosen most of November, yeah, I've chosen all of November's watch. October was a combined effort and uh, December is your month. So, yeah.
1: Although December, I really haven't chosen a whole lot. It's more or less here's end of the year shit and then anime awards.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah do we want to do a theme for december or do we want to just leave it open
1: i'm kind of leaving it open because the last two the year weeks year i just kind of wanted to do like a year in review and then yeah, do like sense. an anime awards thing for the last one
0: yeah i can't believe we're already like what do we want to do for the end of the year
1: it's it's wild to think about
0: how fast has this year gone i know it like the year has gone to shit but it's still gone so fast
1: It has like for a year that's gone to shit. It's an incredibly fast shit. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I realized this this year is just Chipotle, isn't it? (laughs) Essentially, it's like a really bad trip to Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't know if I'm cutting that out or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Crunchyroll released a thing about what your role would be in a shoujo anime. Would you like to know what your role in a shoujo anime would be?
0: Yeah, I would.
1: So, you are the evil loner (laughs) who is in love with an unusual classmate.
0: Sounds... yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I... I... (laughs) I'm so evil that that works out well. Yeah.
1: Would you like to hear mine?
0: Yes, I would. I'm very amused.
1: So, I am the unlucky doctor (laughs) who is in love with a famous musician.
0: Aww! No, that's adorable! That's that's really (laughs) adorable. I'm just weird. I'm like (laughs) an evil loner who's in love with a weirdo. (laughs) And you're like... And you've got this adorable Ghibli film style romance, like, just super cute, like, oh yeah, there's, there's t- you're just like some local doctor in a village, and your partner is like this famous musician that decides they want to settle down in the country and take a break from all the craziness, and it's like a really cute little s- romance, and then I'm just over there being like, I'm gonna murder you, but I also love you. <laughs>
1: You know what? Honestly, though, I would watch that anime. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Like,
1: no joke, if we were the main characters of an anime like that, I would watch the shit out of that.
0: <laughs> it does sound fun. That sounds like a fun time, but, um, yeah. You know what's frustrating? What? I have this weird thing where I like to think that I'm tough. I don't know why. <laughs> I like to think I'm aggressive. Um, My chiropractor the other day just said to me, oh, but you're so sweet, you couldn't hurt a fly. And for some reason, I'm just, I got offended. (laughs) Why why, why would I be offended? (laughs) And then I was mad at myself (laughs) for being offended. (laughs) (laughs) Because He said I was sweet. And, and then, I don't, I don't know why, it was so many emotions in like three seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, I like to think I'm real tough, but I'm not at all. And uh, yeah, I got offended when my chiropractor said I was sweet. He was just being nice.
1: So, you want to know how I just imagine that whole thing playing out in my head? Yeah, I do. I just imagine you sitting there going, you should see the bloody mosquito stains on my wall.
0: <laughs> hey, I cleaned them. Okay, they're not there anymore. <laughs> um, no, I was with my brother um, and my brother was saying that I, he was joking that I had murdered him. Um, and that's how the chiropractor was like, oh no, I couldn't picture that. She's too sweet for that. Um, and, and I got offended and my brother just looked at him like he had grown three heads because obviously brothers and sisters have very different relationships to like sisters and other people. Um, he is my older brother. I am his little sister. I have beaten the crap out of him on multiple occasions. Um, and, and so he knows that I'm vicious.
1: My sister would try to get in like knock down drag out brawls with me. So I, I understand that dynamic perfectly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my brother's my be, like, absolute best friend of all time. But, like, yeah, there are times when we have tried to kill each other. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he looks at the camera and, like, he grits his heads. But apparently to everyone other than my brother, um, I wouldn't hurt a fly. That, ma- that angers me. That irrationally makes me angry. Because I want to be seen as this tough, like, I am, I can hold my own in a fight. I couldn't. At all, I would break in three seconds, but I don't want to be seen that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, oh, I'm gonna keep that one to myself. I don't want to get yelled at.
0: <laughs> oh God! Oh yeah.
1: No, you know what I'm gonna say. It. You're the most adorably scary being I've ever seen.
0: No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, "How can I be as condescending about this as possible?"
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I'm aggressive, okay. <laughs> it's why you know it's so stupid. It's like you know, um, astrology shit. It was mm. like, "I'm a Leo, so I'm so bubbly because you're a, you're a Leo, right? So you're the center of attention, but you're not at all." Um, but um, I'm a Scorpio, right? So. <laughs> Something gives me insane satisfaction about the fact that I'm a Scorpio. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm aggressive, I'm a Scorpio, they're aggressive, and...
1: And yet you are about as aggressive as a baby kitten.
0: Hey, kittens can scratch and bite. Blue? I will seek eternal revenge, however. I, I, I hold a grudge for like three seconds. I don't know. I am fully aware of the fact that if I were in a survival situation, I would eat another human. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hmm. I'm right there with you. Survival yeah. of the fittest.
0: Yeah. No, I I have come to terms with that a long time ago. I am fully you know how people are like, Oh, I'd never do that. No. I'm like, yeah, I would. Like if I was stranded on a on a mountain and there was somebody that had died in the accident that was there or injured or whatever, and it was me or them. Like I'm living. <laughs> you just My be survival. the person
1: sitting around the fire with like a leg on a rotisserie. You want a <laughs> bite.
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm fully aware that I have very strong survival instincts. Yeah, I, I would not even hesitate. I mean, I might hesitate, but I wouldn't, f- I might feel guilty. But like, I'd feel guilty after the fact. In the moment, I'd be like, I'm living. Sucks to be you.
1: <laughs> for me, not <laughs> for you.
0: <laughs> Honestly, um, yeah, no, I'd do what I had to do to so yeah, survive. That's, that that's where I say I'm aggressive because I'm fully aware and comfortable with the fact that I would do what I needed to do to live hmm In a zombie apocalypse, if it's you or me, I'm sorry, dude.
1: And then, yeah, you would probably fall and sprain your ankle.
0: You know, I don't think I've ever sprained my ankle in my life. Huh. And of all of the injuries, I think my ankles are pretty sturdy.
1: <laughs> you, you, just, you just tried to ruin my joke.
0: I did. I have sturdy ankles. Deal with it.
1: Why do I want that on
0: a t-shirt? Why does that sound like something that I want on a (laughs) t-shirt?
1: So, whenever we went out hiking the other day, you want to know what shirt we saw? What? It said, the only joint I roll is my ankle. That's funny. (laughs) I saw that and I was like, that's amazing.
0: (laughs) That's funny. I enjoy that. (laughs) Is that all the news?
1: That is all the news.
0: So, I guess we're going to go into background for Liz and the Bluebird.
1: Only Um, an hour and 18 minutes into the podcast.
0: I know, we went rambly today.
1: (laughs) We went extremely rambly.
0: But I will say that there isn't a whole lot to discuss with this film, because it it is a short film, and it's not a detailed film. It's a very simple film, very simple concept, and it's beautifully done in its simplicity. But because of that, yeah, there's not a whole lot to discuss when it comes to it, plot-wise.
1: So did you cry? I did. I did. Okay, I didn't want to be the only one. I didn't want to feel like a big bubble-blowing baby.
0: No, I be did. be the only one. I did cry during it. But let's get to the background before we jump into an overview.
1: So, background. The film is based off of another anime done by Kyoto Animation called Sound Euphonium. Mm-hmm. The, Of course, this film was also done by Kyoto Animation, the same studio that did Violet Evergarden, so on and so forth. It was directed by Naoko Yamada, mm-hmm. who has previously done work on Kaon, Tamako Market, and then other films they've also worked on and directed. Keon the movie, Tamako Love Story, and one of my favorite films of all time, A Silent Voice. Yeah. So their track record for films is very high, and they yeah. continued it with this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, this was... This is a really good film. It but is we'll a really good film. We'll talk about more of that here in a little bit. mm mm-hmm. um, the, the film, the screenplay for the film was written by Reiko Yoshida.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: only reason I even looked into this is because they were highlighted, so I wanted to know what else they had worked on. hmm So they worked on the script for Dragon Ball Z, which made me extremely excited. Yeah. And the other things that they worked on and did the screenplay and script supervising for, and the main reason they were highlighted, was they have worked on A Silent Voice, Mm -hmm. Violet Evergarden, Mm -hmm. and Ride Your Wave.
0: Oh, okay, interesting.
1: So, I was like, why is that highlighted, of all the things? Yeah. And that would be why. So, it was released in Japan on April 21st of 2018. Its running time is 90 minutes. And... In the box office, it did a grand total of $726,454. Worldwide. I could not find a budget for the film, so I don't know if that's good or bad. However, I think that is very undervaluing how well the film should have done. Because honestly, it should have done... Oh, shit ton better than that.
0: Uh, yeah, in my opinion, um, the first thing that I thought of when I saw this film, first of all, it's beautiful. That was my first thought. I literally messaged Brad and just said, wow, this film is beautiful. But uh, the second thought that went through my head was it's super arthousey. y It's super, like, film festival. It doesn't feel like, to me... Something that you would see typically in a movie theatre. It's got that real like indie, uh, I don't know, just something about it feels really... I think it's the simplicity of it and, and the amount of time that they take for certain scenes that have like no dialogue. It's just things that are happening that you're watching. Feel, gives it this impression of something that you'd see in, like, the Toronto Film Festival, right? Mm-hmm. Which I love, personally. But I can also then understand why it wouldn't necessarily be, like, a movie theatre film. Kind of, like, it wouldn't necessarily be, like, the typical thing you see in a movie theatre. So I mm-hmm. think, in my opinion, the reason why it probably didn't do as well in movie theatre as we see other things do is probably because it didn't get shown in every movie theatre. And most likely, only got shown in select movie theatres in my opinion, because of the type of film that, that specialize in more unique films or specialize in films that come from film festivals or show, yeah, show other stuff because, um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't see, like, Cineplex showing this film.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I will say, though, this film relies a lot on a lot of inaudible cues. Yeah. So you really got to pay attention to, like, the eyes and lips and other, like, visual cues Instead of dialogue. Yeah. Because I've now seen this film both subbed and dubbed. I've watched both of them within the manner of 24 hours. I watched the sub last night and rewatched the dub today. Because I own the Blu-ray for this film. And one thing you might find really nifty about this is in the Blu-ray copy that I have, it came with a legitimate film strip of a scene from the film.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever gotten. Because yeah. I've never owned like any actual film strips, so to actually own that, I was like, oh, it's so cool.
0: Yeah, that is really cool.
1: But it it's extremely unique in how it's done and how it's animated and how it seamlessly transitions in between its two very different art styles. But it's very beautiful in how it does it all.
0: Yeah, The uh, so it is. this is the beginning of music month, so we're specifically discussing music-themed animes this month. And this one does a really, really good job at being a music anime that isn't like pushing music down your throat. There is so much Mm -hmm. subtle music in it that is so clever. For instance, in the opening scene, not any spoilers, literally the opening scene, you have your two main characters walking through the halls of their school and as they're walking, the sounds of their shoes are put to the music of the background and you have your your main character, Misery, who is like, quiet and shy and then you have her best friend, Nozomi, who is bubbly. And so Misery uh, is like the steady like, uh, rhythm and uh, she's like a steady rhythm, she's like a just consistent sound with her footsteps. And Nozomi with her footsteps is creating a melody to go along with the rhythm that Misery has set. Mm-hmm. And there it's one sound it's just the sound of their footsteps put to this back put to this backing and it's so clever the way that they did that and that is consistent throughout the the movie the way that Mm. they did that Um, and
1: the music pieces that they chose for it as well is just so fitting for mm -hmm. the film itself
0: yeah yeah it's very very well done it's very very clever um Yeah. So as Brad said, it goes between two different art styles. It goes between your classic anime style and watercolor, which is stunning and amazing. And I love it very much. It was so cool to see. Love it very much. And it's seamless transitions. It's there are moments where it's kind of like half and half. Like there's one second. I think it's like it's just a transition moment where there's a bunch of flowers mm-hmm. and it's halfway between the two. It's not watercolor. It's not your traditional anime style. It's halfway between the two. And it like fades out to just being one flower. And it's such a cool visual mm-hmm. that, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a really cool moment. It sticks in my brain. So yeah, I guess we'll go into the overview and then I will chuck on the spoiler hat for you guys. So yeah, it's it's about uh, Mizori, who is an oboist, and Nozomi, who is a flutist. And they are in their last year of high school Um, And they are in band together. Um, And they have a big competition coming up. And the two of them are playing a solo together where they're supposed to be like communicating through their instruments. It's kind of common when you play it like a duet where one person talks with their instrument, the other person responds with their instrument. It's like they're having a conversation with their music, through their music. Um, And it's this is the one piece. And it's based on a children's book um, called Liz and the Bluebird. And um, this is a children's book that Nozomi read when she was little, Misori had never heard of it before. Um, and it's about uh, this girl named Liz, who befriends a bluebird, um, and it's about their relationship together, and how that reflects on Misori and Nozomi's relationship with each other. And then them learning their place in the story and the conversation between each other that they need to have, how that relates to their lives as they grow up and talk about college and moving on in the rest of their lives. And, and their relationship together. And and it's about them. It's a coming of age story. It's a a very sweet story. It's a very simple story. And it, it's really well executed and really, really well done. So if that sounds like it's something that you would like to watch, I do highly recommend that you do not spoil this story for yourself. Um, and you go and watch the movie. It's not very long. It's 90 minutes. It will go by in an instant. I literally didn't even write a single note until the film was over. Because I got completely captured and um uh i before i knew it the the film was over and then i had to write all of the notes afterwards so it is such a such a sweet film it's such a good film and yeah i I highly recommend that you go and watch it before you listen to this um i still don't think that it would be detrimental if you listen to this first and watch the movie like i don't think that there's A crazy amount that gets spoiled, but I do think that it should be incredibly. I like, I think you should watch it without the spoilers. But yeah, after you've seen it, come back listen to us discuss it because we are about to get into the plot and fully discuss everything that happens throughout it. Um when we cried, what made us cry because I'm curious about if you cried at the same moment that I cried. And it's not a sad film either. I will say that before we put it. It's not a sad film. That it's just a, an emotional film because you relate to the emotions. We all went through that time of trying to figure out who we are. I'm still trying to kind of figure out who I am as a person, I think people continue trying to figure out who they are as a person throughout their entire lives. So we all are familiar with this feeling that these two characters are feeling. So it's just kind of like a relatable tear shed as opposed to a, mm. this is heartbreaking tear shed, you know?
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt.
0: Yeah. So anyway, spoiler hats on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like that real little subtle, it's almost like from the back of a room, just Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, my hype man. Um,
1: <laughs> you are your own professional hype man. I, I am like my it. own <laughs>
0: professional hype man, but just a subtle hype man. I'm not Spoiler like I'm not like, hats. A, I don't yeah. like a hype man. I'm like a mildly supportive man.
1: Nah, you are a golf hype man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> golf clap. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: I'm amused. Um, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So misery. She is. Uh, why did I say it like misery? Uh, misery. She is a oboist in her school band. She is in her final year, and everyone is preparing to go to college. Her friend Nozomi is a flutist. Nozomi is so bubbly, and she's like the center of attention. All of the flutists um that are under her, all of her co high, they love her. She's um like. Uh, everyone's friend in the band. She's kind of like the leader of the band, even though she isn't the band captain. Captain, is but that she
1: is? is the treasurer.
0: She is the treasurer. She is. I'm um, super bubbly. She's yeah, well loved by everyone. Um, amizere however, is way more reserved. like introverted, Shy. reserved. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She is. She keeps to herself, but she has this really, really solid connection with Nozomi. They are... Nozomi was the one who got her into band, and uh, they, they're they really good friends. And, and and Nozomi is the only one who kind of understands Misuri. She has kohai that think that they don't like her because she's so standoffish and distant. She normally only responds to sentences or questions with one-word answers. She's not very good at communicating her emotions. Super standoffish, which is the complete reflection of Nozomi. Uh, the two of them have a solo in an upcoming competition... And the band have hopes of them doing really well. They're they like planning on going for the win on this national competition. And so they seem like they're a pretty like up their school with the the music thing. They're aiming high. Um, And they're going to be playing a piece called Liz and the Bluebird that is based on this children's novel. Liz was alone in her village and really longed for someone to be close to. She saw like everyone else around her, worked at a bakery, families would come in all the time and she would have to go home to an empty cottage. A little bluebird saw her and and saw how lonely she was, um, and then one night during a really big storm, developed the ability to transform into a human so that this bluebird could be with her. The two ended up like loving each other so much and becoming a little family unit. But unfortunately, Liz ended up realizing that she felt like she was caging this bird in, like that she was keeping this bird to herself when the bird should be out exploring, flying, experiencing the world. And so Liz tells the bird to go, to be free and, and live its life, which breaks the bluebird's heart. But the bluebird does it because it's what Liz has asked of it. And uh, and so the two end up having a bittersweet parting. And that's, that's the story. It's kind of a sad ending. And Misery is... She feels like Nozomi is her bluebird. And she can't understand how Liz managed to set the bluebird go, like how how she managed to part with the bluebird. <clears throat> she can't think of letting someone she loves go when um when she loves them so much. And so when Misery's teacher approaches her about having an empty career path form, um, her music teacher ends up giving her a music school brochure, being like, "Hey, you should check this out. Maybe music school's a path for you." She, when she tells Nozomi, she is she in turn. Nozomi then says, oh, "Well, I'll go to music school too." And and so they both decide that that's where they're gonna go. And and uh, Misere, only having Nozomi as her only friend, says, "Okay, well then, I will also go to music school. If um if you're going, I'll go because you go." The pair's solo isn't going very well either they end up like they're not doing well they're like clashing they're not talking to each other the way that they're supposed to in this duet and they're having troubles connecting um misery is very slowly and slightly coming out of her shell i'm never gonna say that she like comes out of a shell and becomes bubbly because she doesn't she's still very introverted at the end of the film um but because of one of her kohai an oboe kohai um she ends up kind of like expressing herself a little bit more what do you think
1: yeah, definitely. I think a lot of that, too, is <clears throat> because of her relationship with Nozomi, and because she is, like, since Nozomi is kind of distancing herself from Mizore, yeah, that she's kind of, like, she kind of needs to break herself out of that shell as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she- also, I think the kind of constant persistence from her Kohai as well is kind of pushing her towards that.
0: Yeah, because by this point Nozomi is feeling jealous about the fact that um, she wasn't approached by the music teacher about music school. They both have this solo in this um, performance and, and she's clearly feeling jealous that she wasn't the one that was approached by the music school brochure um, for the, about with the music school brochure. And so Nozomi ends up going to the teacher and, and telling the teacher, hey, I'm thinking about music school. And the teacher goes, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, oh, congratulations. Let me know if you need any help. But Nozomi clearly doesn't get the response that she was looking for from her teacher she wasn't getting her teacher being like oh yeah you absolutely should go you'll do great I know you will that she was expecting she ended up just getting uh yeah okay I'll support you in your in your decision because like misery had gotten from her teacher in the sense that her teacher had had approached her about going to music school Um, and so Nozomi is dealing with this level of jealousy and then guilt for that jealousy of being like why can I not just support my friend
1: and a lot of that too is because she realizes that she's kind of holding Mizore back as well because she's obviously the one dragging behind in the solo and instead of like Mizore playing the way that she needs to she's playing to match Nozomi and trying to cover up her weaknesses
0: yeah absolutely and and yeah, so because of that, there's putting a lot of distance between the two of them. And, and it's kind of forcing Misery out of her shell a little bit, but not, and she never gets out of her shell. It's just forcing her to, you know, ask other people if they want to hang out. Like, the, her kohai asks her twice if she wants to hang out with them. And and uh, she turns them down both, both times. But then when Nozomi approaches her about going swimming, she asks Nozomi if she can invite her kohai. And so it's clear that towards, further into the film you're getting, she is gaining confidence in other people and not just solely relying on Nozomi as her singular friend. She's expanding her horizon a little bit. Never a lot. It never gets a lot. She never, like, ends up being the centre of attention at all. She just, well, I get for a split second she does, but, like, it's not like... She becomes really bubbly and outgoing. She's still very much her personality all throughout the film. She doesn't change in that sense. She just kind of, like, learns that there's more... I, my stomach just growls. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, oh, wait,
1: are we recording this right after your dinner time?
0: We are, but because I'm on my own, i forgot. Mate, after you
1: you you chose what time we recorded.
0: I know I did, and then I it, I was reading, I was reading a book, and I hyper focused on it, and before I knew it, I was rushing to prepare.
1: Have Have you even started the manga for next week?
0: So then Misumi. On
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I will give you props though. You only have to read about a quarter of what I'm. Reading for next week.
0: Yeah, I will. I'm stressing.
1: I'm stressing out so badly.
0: Oh no. Um, I'm I'm sure I I can beef through it. I I'm a pretty I'm a pretty speedy reader. I will give my manga is
1: actually extremely easy to read.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true.
1: I'm I'm just giving you a hard time because yeah. what am I good for if not to give you shit?
0: <laughs> You're good for a lot of other things, Brad.
1: Lies, lies, and slander.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's Liz and the Bluebird. <laughs>
1: I quit. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good night.
0: <laughs> oh come on, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Um. But yeah. Anyways, so because they're getting getting some distance, uh, getting some distance between them, misery ends up like stepping out of her shell a little bit. Nozomi's friends talk to her about th- her relationship with misery, and they're just talking to her about life and everything in general. And Nozomi reveals that she. Doesn't know if she even wants to go to music school anymore. She she doesn't know if that's what she wants to pursue. She says that she might just go to regular college like the other two. And uh, one of her friends, the captain of the band, gets really angry at her. She's like, you can't. Have you, have you spoken to Misery about this? Like you can't keep that a secret considering that she's only going to music school because you're going there too. And, and she wants to be with you and be, and, and, and stay friends with you. That's the whole reason why she's going. And you haven't even spoken to her about this and you're changing your mind. And you didn't do it earlier before. Like when we were in first year and you quit band and you didn't even talk to her about it, you just left. And she's getting really like upset with her. And her other friend just says, it's okay. You know, sometimes friends don't tell certain things to each other. That's fine. And uh, and you can clearly see that Nozomi is, is conflicted and upset and not really knowing what to do with her feelings at that point. But she does reveal that she always thought that she was Misurowe's Bluebird. She was the one who invited her to band. She was the one who who you know was the bubbly one. She was the one who broke her out of her shell. Who came to her. Who who um showed her the way that life was supposed to be and fun and gave her this community and she was alone and and then she was Nozomi so she wasn't alone anymore. But she's now realizing that she's the one who has to let Misere go to music school so that she can fly. And Nozomi's the one who's actually, in fact, holding her back. And at the same time that this is happening, Misere is talking to her teacher, her music teacher, and her music teacher is asking her about her feelings about about liz about the reason why she can't relate to liz in this story and why she's having so much trouble with the music because she can't relate to liz she's saying that i don't think that i could ever let anyone go if i love them so much how does liz do it how does liz let her go i wouldn't do it i would keep them caged i wouldn't let them go And uh, so her teacher says, well, why don't we stop thinking about this from Liz's perspective and try and think about it from the bluebird's perspective? And that's when Misere is able to completely understand what the bluebird was going through. She says that she knows why the bluebird left because the bluebird was respecting Liz's wishes because the bluebird wanted to make Liz happy. And it was clearly hurting Liz that she felt like she was caging in this bluebird, even though the bluebird wanted to be with her and didn't feel caged. But because Liz felt like she was holding the bluebird back, the bluebird didn't want her to feel guilty about it, so left when Liz asked. And because of that, then Misere ended ended up coming to the conclusion that maybe she is also the bluebird. And so they both kind of come to this understanding that the stories have changed, and and who they thought was which role is actually. The opposite, which I thought was a really clever take. Mm-hmm. And it sets you up with that in the beginning. Like, that's what you think, too, throughout the film.
1: <clears throat> it gives you, like, a preconceived notion of yeah. who you think is who, and then it turns everything on its head.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's really clever.
1: <clears throat> and this is also a really good thing of, like, never leaving, like, any time it mentions something, it's going to go back to it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like, mentioning about, you know, the roles that they thought each other played. And the one thing that I thought was absolutely adorable was the I Love You game. Or the I Love yeah. You hug. Or whatever. Yeah, that's
0: really cute. Yeah.
1: Like, they mention it at the very beginning of the film, and then they don't go back to it until, like, the very end. And then I was like, oh, how yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah. So, so um, it's a, a game that they were playing where, um, uh, in... The, some of the younger students, the middle school students, were playing it where you hug someone and you tell them that you, you love them. And then you list things about them that you love about them. And it was just a game that they used to do. And mizore said that she never partook in it. She watched when they were in middle school, but she never partook in it because she was quiet and didn't want to get involved. Um, and so Nozomi goes to give her a hug, but mizore kind of hesitates. Right, and this is the beginning of the film. She hesitates, so Nozomi just goes, "Ah, oh, I was just kidding, anyways," and walks off. Just as Miseray's about to, like, reach up and grab her, but because of that level of hesitation, Nozomi clearly was just like, "Okay, she doesn't want to. I'll move on." Because Nozomi so much more fast-paced than Misuray, and that's just like consistent throughout the film. Is she's just living? They're just living in different paces. And uh, mm-hmm. takes a lot longer to think things through, and she takes a lot longer to process. She's always, you know. A couple steps behind Nozomi in just the way that she works, but she's way ahead of her in music.
1: Mm. Um, and, and there's a there's a little bit that I want to talk to you about whenever mm-hmm. we get to the end of the film. Yeah. As well, because it's I'm curious if you picked up on it as well. Okay. So once we once we get to the end of the film, I'll talk to you about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, they end up uh, playing the now that they kind of realize the roles are reversed, they end up sitting down for band practice. And the teacher says, okay, we're going to play the um, first piece. And uh, Misore puts her hand up and speaks out in class and says, can we actually play the third piece, the part where they have the solo? Um, And the band teacher says, okay. And uh, and so they play that and Misore is able to just play. She plays beautifully and, and Nozomi is playing with her and crying and playing and they play the whole song it's the first time you hear it all the way through as opposed to just like bits and pieces and that's where i cried i play i cried right in the middle of this couple of minutes where you are listening to them play but the, this piece same yeah
1: and at this point i've seen this film i think this was the fourth time i've seen this film Whatever i watched it this morning mm-hmm and every single time, even though I just watched the film last night in Japanese and was watching it again this morning, dubbed. Every time at that part, I cry. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just the music sucks you in and the story that it's telling. And again, it's a You're Lie April situation of the story that's being told with the emotion and the music itself is just unparalleled. hmm Like, it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really beautiful, beautiful piece. And uh, so then the piece ends and everyone kind of like rushes over to Misere and they're like, we didn't know that you could play like that. Like, that was incredible. And Nozomi leaves the classroom. She ends up going to the other classroom that uh, Misere always ended up hanging out in with the pufferfish, And they're a recurring character and they're really cute. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nozomi goes, goes there and she's crying. She's upset. Uh, Misere goes and goes to her, and Nozomi kind of offloads on her, being like, "You, I'm, I'm upset with you. I'm, I'm jealous of you. I'm, I, I am insecure about my ability to play music. I am feeling all of these things, and I don't know what to do with all of these emotions." And she kind of offloads that all on Misery, and Misere goes, "You are annoying. You're not listening to me. You're not letting me talk. You, you do things without telling me about them." And then she puts her hands out and she says, the game, like, I want to play the, the hug you game. And so the I love you game. And so she hugs her and she says, I love you. And I love your hair. And I love your your voice. And I love the sound of your, your voice. I love the sound of your, like, footsteps. I love everything about you. I love how bubbly you are. I love how you interact with other people. You are so kind and, like, saying all of these positive things. And Nozomi says things back to her. And the last thing she says is, I love your oboe. I love your music, and and it, it was a really sweet scene. And then the two of them, it's it skips forward in time a little bit, and the two of them meet up after school one day. And uh, and Nozomi has been focusing on studies and college, and Misere has been focusing on music. And they have this moment where, in the very beginning, opening scene, they're both like no- Misere is like following Nozomi's footsteps exactly, whatever she does, she follows, and as in this scene towards the end, it's, it's the very like final couple of scenes, Nozomi is walking, Misere is following, just like in the beginning, but Nozomi turns off to go to the library with her college book, and Misere turns off in the opposite direction to go to the band room to practice her oboe, and it's like a visual representation of them separating, but still being connected in a way, you know? Really cool visual representation. Anyway, so then, uh, I was just going to say, then they, Nozomi, uh, Nozomi promises, after school, they, they end up going, they're going to go get pancakes and stuff, um, and Nozomi promises to be the best support that she can for Misere during her solo, and Misere um, promises the same, but Nozomi asks for a little bit of time, obviously, to get over jealousy, all that kind of stuff, and to be a fully supportive friend, and uh, and it's kind of like a sweet moment where Misure is just like, I know you'll support me and I I support you too. We just have to learn to support each other in things that are different now. Um, and then they go get ice cream and that's the end of the story.
1: And it was that scene in particular that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. <clears throat> because in the very beginning of the film, you get them walking with Mizore following behind Nozomi. Mm-hmm. And yet that last scene, they're walking side by side. Mm-hmm. And even Mizore even, like, going ahead at one point. And I thought that was a really... Clever. Like, it was a really clever showing of growth in a way. Mm -hmm. Because they've both grown, and even at one point, it even seemed like Mizore had even went past Nozomi. Mm -hmm. So it was a really cool visual representation of how the dynamic had changed and how the growth was being portrayed. so they they did a really and again it's just very slight subtle cues that if you don't pick up on it it's just little tiny bits to try to catch and just further the storytelling that much more
0: yeah 100 percent. yeah it's a very 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 simple film um a lot of the scenes take a long time they don't feel like they take a long time they they do they're they're like a couple minutes of them just walking and the, the rhythm of their shoes. Um, and it's, it's done beautifully. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. And of course, Liz and the Bluebird story is being played simultaneously. I kind of put that all into one category so that we could talk about our two main characters. But Liz and the Bluebird story is broken up and placed throughout the film and done really, really well. And uh, and then there are other little side stories, um, like the flutists having their conversations, uh, Mizore having um, her conversations with her Kohai, and a couple of other band members. That uh, like one of them in particular calls Mizore out and being in saying, um, "You are holding back your Robo to you know allow uh, Nozomi to play." And I want to hear you play to your full potential. And there are like other moments like that that are throughout the film. But it's not a very detailed film in storyline. But the art style is phenomenal. The music is phenomenal. I love that it's so simple. Um, It's a fantastic watch for all age ranges. I don't think there's a single age range that wouldn't enjoy the film. Maybe if you're really young, you'd find it slow-paced and wouldn't pay attention. Hmm. But I think, uh, or, like, in that early teen years where your brain is going a million miles a second and you just need stimulation. Um, but it kept my attention for someone with ADHD. I, I, it captured me completely. Um, and, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it.
1: So what would you rate it?
0: I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10, purely because I stopped halfway through to get snacks. <laughs> and... <laughs> And
1: you, you can't fault the film for you going and no, getting snacks. No,
0: the reason why I do that is because it captured me, but it didn't capture me enough to say, screw my hunger, I'm finishing. You know what I mean?
1: Baka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense to me. If I was watching because I have yeah. I have done that a couple of times where I've been like, I don't need to go to the bathroom. I don't care if my, I if I pee myself right here. I don't need to go to the bathroom. And I have done, like, I don't care if I'm hungry. Like, I'm not hungry. I'm watching this film. Um, and this one, I did pause halfway through to go and get snacks and then come back. And I did continue watching it right away. But, like, I I am fully kind of person that would hold it and wait if the film is good enough. So clearly there was something about it that wasn't peak interest for me to stop that from happening. I did go and get snacks, and that's, yeah, that's why I'm saying eight and a half. But it was a fantastic film, and I don't have anything in particular that I dislike about it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Why? Then
1: let me just say, I'm very glad that this podcast and my shitty banter is enough to keep you from running away to get snacks. (laughs) 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 But I'm right there with you. I'd say eight, eight and a half, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, it's... It definitely ticks all the boxes like I really don't have I don't have anything negative to say about the film at all. I
0: don't have anything I would add either. I think it's perfect in the way that it is. It's just it doesn't rank compared to other things.
1: Like for me it still doesn't sit right there with your name and your line April and a silent voice. Yeah. But it's still like it's flawless at execution. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it sounds really weird to say that it's flawless and yet can't give it any higher than an eight and a half.
0: Yeah, because there's nothing I would add to it. There's nothing I would take away. I wouldn't change a thing about it. I really, really like it. Mm -hmm. I just don't love it.
1: I mean, I'd say like I'm right there on the verge of loving it. Like, obviously, it got me to cry at a point to where it was definitely trying to. Yeah. Like, it achieves the emotions that it tries to get across, but it's not. It doesn't I, impact you enough. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it has. I think that's what's holding me back is the subtlety. I love that it's subtle though. Like that's, it's. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's the subtlety is perfect the way that it is. But maybe you just need a little bit more oomph where there isn't supposed to be subtlety. You know, in the in the the climax of the film, in the in the ep- the epitome of where everything is changing. Maybe I just needed like. 50% more oomph.
1: Think if... The one thing I would change is I wish they hadn't had taken that break in between the practice where they played the song all the way through and the I love you hug. Yeah. If they hadn't had that break, I feel like I would have cried like all the way through that section instead of having enough of a breather To where that next scene, like, I didn't even have a chance to get all wrapped up in it as well, because I was still on the come down from the crying. Yeah. So I feel like it could have been a, it could have been more impactful and had a little bit more oomph.
0: Yeah, I couldn't also help feeling disappointed that we didn't see them at the competition. Like, I wasn't expecting to see them at the competition, you know, like, in, you know, like, with, um, your late April weather, like, you see contestants and stuff. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but I, I would have been nice to have maybe, like, seen a result from that, or, like, a, just even, like, um, a moment in where, like, you see a photograph of them at the competition as a group, as a band.
1: You, uh, you want me to, I wouldn't necessarily be a dick, but you want me to break your heart for a second?
0: Okay, what?
1: You can see all of that if you watch the anime. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Because it. Slots right in with the anime to where, on its own, like it sits perfectly. But if you've sat down and watched Sound Euphonium, you you know exactly where it sits. Okay. And which speaking of, we didn't talk about it on this. We talked about the animation, but one thing we didn't talk about the animation on the instruments. My God, <laughs> the instruments were stunning. Yeah. And they are on the show as well. Like they put some extra detail or they put more detail in the instruments than I think they did anything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not to where they're just like they overly pop. Or it's not like uh Forest of the Piano or whatever where it's like overly three D or CGI or anything like that.
0: hmm
1: Like it fits, but it's just it's stunningly done. hmm But I just have smoke coming out of my ears essentially. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to put my finger on on what it is that that just holds it back. And I really think that it it is just that level of like it's it just doesn't reach the right level like it it goes up a hill rather than up a mountain, you know?
1: Mhm. No, I agree. Like it there's a lot more they could have done, but they still did absolutely nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I the The criticisms that I have of it, like, the things that I would change, I don't know that I actually would implement them, you know? I'm just like, oh, maybe, you know. But, like, if, I were to, if somebody were like, okay, you can't actually change anything, I don't know that I would.
1: Mm. I would implement mine just because, like, I feel like having that little bit of an extra cry would have been a good thing. Yeah. And I just, I didn't enjoy that break. So, if they would have just swapped it, and then, like, had everybody come up to... Mizore, after the fact, and be like, you did so good, like, that was phenomenal, like, all of that could have waited until after that, like, they could have went back to the club room, and they'd had her surround it, but it's just, it created a thought of too much of a time gap.
0: Yeah, I agree. To where it
1: just kind of threw me off.
0: Yeah, now that I think about it, I agree. If if Nozomi had, had gone, Mizore had seen her leave, and, like, stormed after her, and then they had that conversation, and then... They came back into the club room and everyone was like, are you okay? But that was amazing at the same time mm-hmm. because nobody noticed that Nozomi left. Yeah. Which kind of says a thing in itself, though, because she's the center of attention.
1: Mm-hmm. And like it- that was their duet.
0: Yeah. Also, shout out to the harpist. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Because it was a duet, but she was backing them up the whole time. Um, also, I want more about Miseray playing the piano. Like snap yeah, that, that in there like it was like, nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like she's her own musical prodigy, and it's nice. Mm -hmm. But I will say, though, I started Sound Euphonium after I watched Liz and the Bluebird. So, like, seeing all the characters that I already knew and that you're introduced to, I was like, oh, it's so cool.
0: Yeah, no, I'm interested. I'm definitely going to watch that now, because I enjoyed this
1: a lot. Yeah, like, we're definitely going to have to cover that again at some point, because it's – I feel like it deserves it, because – Sound Euphonium was actually really good, what I've seen of it. I never got around to finishing it because I think other stuff was coming out at the time that I tried to watch it.
0: But mm-hmm. I'm
1: excited. Same. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so like eight and a half, eight, eight and a half for this one. Really yeah. good film. Highly recommend.
1: And then next week, I'm excited because it's one of my favorite manga of all time
0: yeah and we're gonna be unusually covering both some like a chunk of the manga and the anime at the same time rather than just the anime like we normally do Mm
1: -hmm. and the reason we're doing this is because the anime i think sits at 12 episodes long but it takes a drastic turn away from the manga Mm -hmm. and the reason being, it wasn't A, because the manga wasn't far enough along to where it just had to take a turn. The director made the decision himself yeah, to change an event in it because he wanted to kind of explore the like ramifications of what could have happened
0: mm-hmm. from the manga. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we're going to talk about my issues with this whenever it comes to it, because I've read the manga all the way through. By the time we cover this, the manga is fully out. I think it's like 186 chapters. Mm -hmm. And so it carries on a vast amount. And they still set up the show to kind of continue on where the manga was left off, even though the events that take place are vastly different. Mm -hmm. And yet we're never going to get a second season because of how it branched off. And they don't want to try to sit down and storyboard all of that out,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is disappointing yeah but i still love the anime the music is it's some of my favorite music ever i have the entire soundtrack downloaded onto my phone like i absolutely love it the music that the bands play in particular are some of my favorites yeah so i'm very much looking forward to covering it
0: yeah absolutely
1: so next week fuka is the title of what we're going to be covering and I'm excited.
0: Me too. I'm excited as well. I'm going into it blind as usual. Um and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. This this month there is one <laughs> there is one uh, anime that we're going to be covering that is my pick and it is heavy.
1: It is very heavy. It's an anime that Blue and I have both have already seen. Yeah. And yet it is it's motorcycle brigade what the fuck
0: i told you one every podcast
1: every podcast at least once yep. if not more yep. but as soon as my sound waves decide to go back down we can continue on about the topics
0: Oh, oh sound waves would be a good name for an anime
1: honestly though like an electronic like dj type anime
0: oh my god you I could turn that into like that. mecha shit though like, she's a DJ, but she also has a giant robot suit.
1: Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we have a potential anime idea. Because <laughs> I just... I, I want to hear the music that goes along with that now. Like, I could get behind yeah. some, like, technical anime no, music. No, because
0: you could, you could totally, like, influence that with, like, synth shit from, like, the 80s. And then modern... You could even, like, throw in some techno shit. Like, you could just take... Oh, my God! You could do, like, electro swing.
1: And then the art style go with the art style from ride Your wave
0: yeah dude that would be sick it would be oh, so i'd love that
1: so much yeah okay oh
0: <laughs> if anybody's but. listening that's writing shit you can have that for free that one's on us
1: let's just let's try to sell that to an animation company
0: <laughs> hey we have a thought it's not even a fully fleshed out idea or script we just had a quick idea <laughs>
1: And yet, we think it's going to do extremely well, so please, buy our idea.
0: Please buy our idea. Invest in us.
1: You can you can email us for business inquiries at bnbanime at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we'll be here all day. Um.
1: <laughs> and now, are you ready to wrap this thing up with all the plugs, so that way you can go get some food?
0: I think so. Was there- what's there- were we- what were we saying? I don't the know. motorcycle brigade? I don't remember either. Do not remember.
1: Oh. Oh. Kids on the Slope.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're covering Kids on the Slope this month. Uh, what else are we covering this month?
1: Uh, Sing Yesterday for me.
0: Ah, yeah. Um, And then uh, next month is Horror, and then November is Sports, um, which I'm incredibly excited about. And um, yeah, I hope that you guys get zazzed as well, because I don't have the uh, best track record with the sports animes so far on this podcast. Um. But we're going with some some fun ones. Uh, I've, I know I've had Haikyuu recommended to us a couple of times to cover, and I love Haikyuu a lot. Um, but there is a lot of seasons and we want to cover it all in one go, um, So, like we did with Food Wars. So we are going to be covering the first season of Kuroko no Basuke, and if Brad likes it, then we will continue on and do the same thing with that one as well um, in November. So yeah, we've got some fun things coming. So if you like... Um, This podcast and if you like listening to us ramble about different animes and you have any recommendations of animes that we should cover we do have things planned out for the next couple of months uh, specifically because I should be going to Japan uh, if COVID does not cancel my plans again but uh yeah if you guys have recommendations feel free to let us know about things that we should cover um and uh we absolutely love hearing from you guys we love responding to your comments to things that you have to say so please send us messages dm us on instagram and twitter um uh, Instagram and Twitter are both at BBAnime, and you can hit us up in those DMs.
1: Yeah. hmm Other places you can find us. You can find the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender streaming Monday through Saturday, except for Wednesdays, because that's whenever we record this train wreck. Mm-hmm. She streams from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. She streams a variety of thing, from mostly art to Minecraft and Spyro.
0: Yeah, my content has changed so much recently. If you go back like three episodes, it was like she streams Minecraft, and then you go back before that, it was like she streams everything, uh, all v- kinds of video games, and then it sh- just turned into like, okay, yeah, now she's an art streamer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As as much as I try to break you away from that, just because we haven't had a card game night in ages.
0: Yeah, I know. We need to do a, a bunch of different. I need to get more. That's okay
1: though. You're gonna you're gonna be sick of me by the time next month is over with.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I I don't even know what life is anymore. But if you like Brad, you can find him on Instagram. Uh, at Brickhart Gaming, he doesn't have anything else. He is just, well, he does stream on occasion, very rarely, but he's on a hi- hiatus right now, so you can drop him a follow over uh, Brickhart Gaming over on Twitch. Um, he also has an Instagram account for uh, Cacti called The Adorable Prick.
1: And then I also, as previously stated, I run the Instagram and Twitter because Blue doesn't like to do Twitter things.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Shade. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, honestly, I-, I deserve the shade big time. I'm not good at social media for someone who did a social media marketing internship i'm horrible at social media
1: look can we can we just try to hire an unpaid intern
0: i will i'm gladly hire an unpaid intern to deal with our social media because i forget so frequently i set alarms on my phone for it i try and like i'm uh, it's like the bane of my existence i can't do it <laughs>
1: The Twitter is the bane of my existence. Instagram, I don't miss a day. No, you're so good. As far as uploads go,
0: mm-hmm. I know I need to. But be, need outside to
1: get of me. that, I'm absolutely terrible.
0: I need to do more. I'm not doing good. Uh but yeah, we also have a website. So if you guys like um to would like to learn more about us. Um, we have, uh, descriptions about ourselves, what we do, who we are, pictures, if you'd like to put a face to the name, um, all on our website. We also have an entire archive of all, all of our backlogs worth of episodes over on the website, which is at, uh, www.bnbanime.com and, um, I, ne- I nearly said .co.uk then. Nope, sorry, English brain. Um, .com. <laughs> we are American version. Um, yeah, and, uh... Uh not dot not dot uk not dot ca dot com. And um uh yeah, uh that's, that's, that's just a thing. We have descriptions about us, archives of episodes, we also have archives of episodes over on YouTube. So you can drop us a follow there at uh B Anime on everything, literally everything. If you're trying to find us, it's B B Anime, we're everywhere on that. It's it's really simple, nice and easy. Archives of episodes are there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Blue also has Instagram. You can find her at Blue Lavender SP at, Fuck, I can speak. At Blue Lavender STM.
0: I do have an Instagram. Also
1: on Twitter. But as she's previously stated, she doesn't even like to run her own, let alone mine. No,
0: but I do, <laughs> I do have an automatic tweeting thing that goes out whenever I stream. So at least you know when I'm live.
1: And you know what she's streaming.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, and uh, uh, my Instagram I've been doing okay with. I've been posting art pictures, at least.
1: I'm so proud of you. Best best job, you can have round of applause. I- A golf clap I, I'm doing- I have a
0: TikTok, though.
1: You do have a TikTok, and your TikTok is doing extremely well. Yeah, it's
0: doing better than anything else because it's the only thing I've been posting on recently because it's easy. Not that Instagram isn't easy, Mate, but like- Mate, it,
1: it, it takes the most amount of work.
0: Yeah, but- it's
1: easy. But
0: it's fun because I get to add music and make little videos of me painting and- I don't know. I, f- I have more fun with TikTok than I do with other social media apps. All the social- Instagram makes me feel like everyone has really cool lives and I suck, you know? <laughs> TikTok's like, yeah, no, we're all dying. It's okay.
1: <laughs> so I tried to convince one of my part-timers today for us to make a TikTok together, for it to be like our first time ever making a TikTok, and he refused. <gasps> Rude. I know. I was, I was big upset, because apparently a big thing at least as far as the anime community on tiktok goes the Chica dance from the end of episode three of uh love is war yeah apparently that's massive at least as far as the anime community is concerned so it's like hey we should learn how to do this then we should do it for tiktok i bet it would blow up because we're two giant men yeah and he was like mm, no and i was like you're a bastard
0: so rude <laughs> so rude yeah, I don't, I don't do any dancing videos or anything like that. Um, I've only shown my face in one TikTok because they're all just art content.
1: But it's good art content. Oh, Go check her much. out.
0: Thank you. Oh, that's sweet of you. It's blue lavender on there. <laughs> Just Blue Lavender. The, others, the
1: only thing that's different.
0: It is the only thing that's different because I was originally Blue Lavender STM, but then I was like, why do I have stream? Because that's what the STM stands for. It's stream. Um, <laughs> stream. <laughs> um, it's stream. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't stream on. Well, I you can go live on TikTok, but I haven't. And I like I don't have any of my streaming content on there. Oh, I suppose I stream art now. I'm just counteracting every argument that I had for it. I don't know. I'm just Blue Lavender on there.
1: Yeah, go check her out there. <laughs> She's the more interesting version of the duo, so go you, follow all her shit.
0: Yeah, but you actually do the work, though. So
1: you're right, <laughs> <laughs> but you take all the notes, so it's it's a fair enough trade off.
0: I, uh, I need to step up my game, dude. We
1: we learned after your line, April. I don't need to be left to notes; otherwise, we'll be here all fucking day.
0: <laughs> We're here all fucking day, anyways.
1: Yeah, but there's a reason that's our longest episode to date.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it
1: will probably stay that way. Mm-hmm. Although to be fair, if Zero or Dr. Stone had went the way that we had thought it was going to, bloody hell.
0: Oh my god, yeah.
1: But yeah, that wraps everything up as far as this week goes. Next week, you can check us out for our first manka versus anime review of Fuka. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. I, am I- too. I'm
1: turning into a fangirl all of a sudden because I'm oh, I'm so excited. Squee. <laughs> but Thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. We will catch y'all next week for FUCA. But until then, bye-bye. bye bye.